This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Hello, monkeys. So Ocean's 8 wins the box office at number one over the weekend, bringing in about $41.5 million. Handily, I might add. So we didn't know that going into this screening and this review, but we do now. So did you go? Did you see it? Are you on the fence? Do you want to compare notes after you did see it? Well, check it out. We're going to talk about Ocean's 8 right now. So here we are talking about a movie that um, maybe uh, regular listeners, if I even have any, are going to be surprised to hear that we're talking about. But I thought after doing all sorts of big Marvel Universe, Star Wars oriented, basically a bunch of nerds, uh, well, it's male nerds sitting around in a studio uh, talking about (laughs) superheroes and space operas, that we would go with one of the big releases of the weekend Ocean's 8, and I would invite a uh, a female perspective onto the Snark Monkey uh, podcast. And in this case, just happens to be my wife, Charlotte. Hello. Hi. <laughs> I'm nervous. Why are you nervous? Because I don't do podcasting. I don't do anything remotely like podcasting. So that's why I'm nervous. That's not true. You talk about stuff and movies and things. Yeah, but that's talking. That's yeah, been going that's what on this since is. The, the dawn of man. That's exactly what this is. And woman. This, this is talking about <laughs> I stuff. I say man and woman. This is, the, uh, this is the version of what we would have said in the car if I had allowed you to speak about the movie before we got true. back. This is true. All right. So Ocean's 8, just as a quick background, like I need to tell anybody, um, it is not uh, a reboot or remake of the Ocean's franchise that we know from the original Steven Soderbergh movies, which had... Virtually an all male cast. It was tons Although of. Although some people show up that were from. The okay, okay, hold on, hold on. Now don't I'm give it away. Jumping now, ahead. That was also. You was know, that a spoiler? I don't know. Okay. I mean, there's going to be. And I think people know by now. There's well, some cameos. Let's, yeah, let's come on. Let's not be too precious about this. But what what spoiler. the point is? It is a continuation. <laughs> really, it's not a sequel per se, but it still lives in the universe. Sandra Bullock's character, uh, Debbie, was that her name? I have no idea. Yeah, she looks like a Debbie. Uh, Debbie Ocean is the sister know, of Danny Ocean. I know Kate Blanchett was Lou. Yeah. And that's all we know. She's Lou. That's it. That's all we know about her. She's very She's mysterious. very cool Lou, too. She's uh, awesome. And so this is, uh, I guess, the whole family of Oceans are ne'er-do-wells and con persons because she's getting out of jail. One of the things that right away the that parallels the original Oceans uh, 11 movie is... There is also a scene at the beginning of that movie with George Clooney talking to the parole board and basically faking his way out. So they kind of parallel that from the original. And also, of course, the entire look of the the whole film, the way, you know, with the box editing and 
the, yeah. the box scenes. And I think they, the yes. swipes and, the, you know, all the cool stuff. Yeah, they uh, divided up uh, screens a little bit. I, I, I'll talk more about that in a little bit because I have a little bit of a, if, I, if I'm going to nitpick on the movie, that's one of the things I thought it was lacking, but we'll get there. Oh. But basically, this is a primarily female cast that's one of the big kind of, you know, touch points of the whole thing. Sandra Bullock, Kate Blanchett. Uh, we've got Rihanna in there. We've got Helena Bonham Carter. We've got Sarah Paulson. We've got Mindy Kaling, who's delightful. And, and my favorite actress. Uh, Anne Hathaway, who has uh, become a lot of people's not favorite actress, but I, I think she actually kind of plays she, off her own role. She in actually wasn't. This is the irony. She wasn't that obnoxious playing an obnoxious person. Well, I think the whole point was that she was playing off some of the negativity she's gotten over the past couple of years. She's been barraged, especially online, with people who have a real problem with her. To the And, and you're not her biggest fan, but you've never been like mean like people have been. Well, first of all, I want to preface, I want to jump back just for a second and preface by saying that Larry would not let... We First of all, we just saw the movie literally like... 20 minutes ago drove home and he would not let us talk about it in the car i did not know that you had to be sort of you know you can't blow your wad or you have to be fresh was that was is that gross to say is that is that is that i mean it's it's, metaphorically speaking you're right yeah well i just i didn't i thought we would save this discussion until now it's good well let's just start from like a real general standpoint and just what did you think of it in general as an entertainment i have to say i don't know if it's if it's always this way with every film ever made that where there's a sequel but the i honestly like the first one the best and probably always will well i think that's part of the problem is that it's impossible to not compare this since there's so much of the same dna and in many ways it's it's got i mean it's literally like i think it would have been a better movie if if it hadn't felt like they were saying hey let's make oceans 11 with all women and 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 i don't mean to demean it in that way i mean it doesn't feel as original as it should have but it it, but that's also what makes it super cool and and you know with kate blanchett you know and sandra bullock sort of leading the way that is i would say one of its best attributes too but i get what you're i also get what you're saying well i i think they tried to put it they they tried to make it a more female driven movie from the standpoint of it kind of um it doesn't play to any cliches necessarily but it does have kind of a, a a very subtle feminist slant which i think was not a hit you over the head thing well sometimes not so subtle because remember they were for 2 seconds toying with the idea someone had recommended a male counterpart coming in and joining right. their crew and they said and i think Sandra Bullock said oh no or was it Cape Well Lynch? it was the her her line there was and you're right that line is not necessarily subtle but i i'm i they didn't go back to that a whole no, bunch yeah no it, yeah the line was uh most of the time women are invisible and uh, and and in this case we need to be invisible <laughs> which by the way women are not invisible at the met gala i need to point out and okay and the coolest thing these boots are made for walking does make an appearance yeah. musically in the film which was perfect it, i mean Far better than I Am Woman, Hear Me Roar. Oh, that sure. was in one of the Sex in the City films that I threw up when I watched that scene. So, if, Although, if you had asked me what's going to be on the soundtrack, I would have absolutely said <laughs> <Yes>. Nancy Sinatra. <laughs> yes. 
Absolutely. booths are made for. But the fact no is, it made. actually comes at a really good point. But anyway, getting back to it, did it, I, my point was it's it is hard to not compare it to Ocean's Eleven. You know, it's by no means a classic, but it is so stylishly done. And you talk about some of the things that they do stylistically that are close. I don't mm-hmm. think this anywhere has anywhere near the same kind no, of real cachet, no. yeah it's not it's just nuance is the yeah word. well yeah. the first one it just has a real style to it and that's largely i think because steve steven soderbergh the director is a is a real stylist i mean he really you knows did, you did this one too no right? he did not no i saw his name he's a as a producer i think oh, just because um okay. of the property really okay, i knew i saw his name no he had nothing to do with this other than he gets to put <laughs> well, his name yeah, on then, it yeah then i kind of felt that because it, it that as, first one is a very stylish yeah, movie. Yeah. It's got, well, you know, the, the marriage of music and camera movement and that stuff. And this director, Gary Ross, who is a solid director who's done a handful of movies we know, Pleasantville, Seabiscuit, The Hunger Games. Uh, I mean, there's nothing consistent in at all in those movies stylistically. And he's mm-hmm. he's he's at, uh, you know, for lack of a better term, just a solid director and who told a story. Tried. You could tell they tried. Yeah. You could tell they tried. Yeah, but it just... To it, emulate it. I think part of it is that because it feels so much of a derivative of that mm-hmm. first Ocean's mm-hmm. Eleven, that you're hoping it's going to be a little more stylish. Mm-hmm. Um, but that that's my biggest... Nip. We haven't really said if we liked it or not, though. Well, um, I... Yeah. I, I'll I tell you, I, I liked it I okay. Would, okay, this is, this is what I'd say. I would recommend it to someone who, was, who would ask me, hey, should I see it? Yeah. And it clearly has, I mean, I don't know if our little theater we went to is to judge on a Sunday afternoon at 145, (laughs) but it was packed. It was packed. So I think there's a real interest in it. Did you happen to notice the makeup of of the audience at all? Because I I, I, I feel like it was 75% female. Oh, you know, I noticed couples. Okay. I noticed. I thought I noticed more women. Probably, probably. I don't know. I mean, I feel like it's going to be a, a, I I definitely think it's going to be a female draw for sure. And maybe also in a weekend oh, where there's either, you know, Star Wars or kids animated movies out that right. maybe as an adult film with some fun to it, that it might actually be a pretty big hit. I haven't seen any box office numbers yet, but mm-hmm. but it was packed. Well, and I think you can also say, though, Larry, that it's Kate Blanchett is a huge, I mean, anyone who's a Kate Blanchett fan like everybody raise their hand. She's amazing. Um, it, it's, I, I liken it to Jeremy Renner. If I knew that there's a Jeremy Renner film out, I'll probably go see it unless animals get killed and then I, and then I won't. But, but, you yeah, know, but Kate Blanchett's not going to fill theaters though. I, well, think, I think she'd fill theaters with both, both genders. Don't I, you? No, I think th- this is more a matter of a combination of the, I mean, someone who's much more likely to fill seats is Sandra Bullock. But the combination of the people, I mean, they could, I I will say, I don't think they could have cast this any better. Mm -hmm. I think it's a really beautifully diverse cast, Mm -hmm. both in age and, you know, people who have established themselves in completely different ways. Mm -hmm. Um, Other people, we, I didn't mention Aquafina, who's, you know, kind of a more youthful uh, personality and rapper. Rihanna. Uh, Rihanna is in there. A freaking great job, I thought. Some of the stories that she's really good. She's really good. And she's been in other movies and had nothing to work with. Yeah, she's been in she's been in bad movies in small roles and this just proves, okay, nobody's put her in the right thing because she's really fun in this. She was one of the better, I think, more believable characters, actually. There have been apparently reports of, in certain screenings, depending on where you are and who you're seeing it with, Rihanna comes on screen and people just like 
shriek in the audience oh, like really? yeah <laughs> um so it's it's drawing different people for a lot of different reasons that's it that's right the cast is so like diverse not just in terms of where they're coming from career-wise but also age-wise yeah that's right and, and culturally you know which i thought was really smart yeah, and super smart. and doesn't feel like forced necessarily mm-hmm, it's like yeah. the characters are 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 you know kind of in, you know they do this is uh, again typical of the oceans movies or any kind of heist mo- kind of movie you got to build the team you got to go find the experts mm-hmm. we spend a lot of time doing that we I almost feel like we spent more time doing that than we Set did up, yeah. um actually doing the heist mm-hmm. um, but that's not necessarily a bad thing no i enjoyed that i actually kind of like seeing where they were from i think there's a middle part of the movie that i don't think we get which is mm. when you say the setup i know what you're going to say what's that just say it. I think. I well, think I was going to say. I just. I don't see a lot of like. I don't know. Rehearsal is not the, quite the right or build up to it. It goes from like build the team. Here's what we're going to do, and then they launch into it. Mm-hmm. And and there is some mild setup in terms of. Uh, we. I don't think we're giving anything away here. The plot is around this very expensive necklace that has been stored away in a vault for 50 years at Cartier. Um, they convince this young starlet who's very popular to wear it to the Met Gala. And in the process, they're going to steal it while she's there at the gala. And then at, that's basically the heist. Um, you know, what, one of the things I missed, again, trying not too much to compare it to the original Ocean's Eleven, but we saw a lot of the buildup, the, the rehearsal, the meticulous nature of that, seeing what could go wrong, you know, kind of that practicing, I don't know, montage or whatever, that middle section, I felt like was a little thin in this movie. Mm. Um, it was, but, it was. I mean, if you're going to compare it to, if you're going to compare it to the first yeah. one, for sure. What did you yeah. think I was going to say? That, oh, okay. what you just said, because I agree. All right. Yeah. Go ahead. Um, in terms of the plot itself, uh, it was a little twisty and it was kind of fun. I actually think once we got into that, I felt a little bit bored in the in the beginning part of, uh, to be honest, I was hoping they would get a little faster to building the team. Mm. Um, I didn't need to hear so much backstory about uh, Sandra Bullock's character necessarily. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Boyfriend. That was a little, yeah, yeah. There is a crime that she committed or she was framed for that we learned about and there is a... a Again, like the Ocean's Eleven movie, there is a love subplot. In fact, I think they even stole a line from the first movie, or at least it sounds really familiar, about pulling a con within the con, Mm -hmm. meaning she's trying to basically get some revenge on somebody who did her wrong. Similar, but not exactly right. I mean, in the first movie, in the the Ocean's Eleven movie, George Clooney's trying to win Julia Roberts' character back. yeah, yeah, yeah. So there's a love interest that he doesn't tell anybody about. And so it's a formula. It's just a, yeah. Yeah, a little it's a, bit. It's a twist on that yeah. in this one because she's actually trying to get back at the guy, not trying to win him back. She but, straps on her boots and she walks all over. Him. Is that a spoiler? We're going back to... No, that's all right. Okay. Um, I mean, there's, there's enough twists in this. Um, oh, and by the way, Sandra Bullock has had some very, very nuanced work done on her face. Okay. And just, no, kudos. She, she, she's managed to pull it off without it like screaming at you, like a la maybe Nicole Kidman yeah. at first, at least. 
And you know, Sandra Bullock, uh, you know, is kind of one of those actors. I've never been what you would call a fan of Sandra Bullock, but she clearly just she looks great. She's just solid. She's, I mean, she's it's, a great actress. She looks good. Yeah. It's it's great for women my age because it's like, yeah, you know, that's that goes back to it. Just has something. Especially for females, it's got something for everybody. You clearly are a fan of Kate Blanchett. I am oh, too. Yeah. How can you not be? Oh, but God. what did you think of her? Her whole demeanor and look in this was like really different for her. I yeah, thought, yeah. and I loved it. I did too. I think she was a little acty in a couple. You think so? And I've never seen her be a little acty. But maybe it was just because um, she was. She was like. She was rough. She was supposed to be rough around the edges. Mm-hmm. And sometimes I think maybe that was just a tad overplayed. But I don't know. That may just I, be me. I don't I know. I feel like this is more of her real personality. You know what it is? She plays more subtle characters usually. This was yeah. a very... Um, uh, 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 what's the what's the word I'm looking for? D- like clearly drawn character. But... Uh, almost, I, almost hyperbole in terms of But the odd tough, thing tough is girl. I think that's more of her personality. Because she is a very brash kind of... Yeah, interesting. She, you know, she she pulls back a lot when she plays more subtle mm-hmm, roles. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, so look, is that is that the way she is in I, reality? The, when I've seen her in interviews and stuff, she's you know, very you know like she's a thick skin Aussie. Uh, yeah, I mean she's she's, she's very tough, open. She's rough and tough yeah, Aussie. she doesn't hold back. Um, oh yeah, that whole thing at the Oscars when the guy asked her what she was wearing and and the camera was you know like. Mm-hmm at her knees or something and she actually bent over and looked in the camera she said my face is up here i yeah, love yeah, that yeah. that was yeah awesome. i think kate blanchett doesn't give any f's and i think that's kind of what her this character is she doesn't pull any punches yeah i like but i liked i liked this character i liked her look i liked the whole no, design I loved of it. the character and i loved her i just there were the couple i don't know it was probably just me there was a couple little things where it's like and you know i kind of felt that a little bit about the whole film, if I'm going to criticize it mm-hmm. at all, I felt like a little bit of it was a little bit too like, oh, this is so freaking scripted. It just seemed like the first Ocean's Eleven, you just, it, this, the, 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 it was just seamless. You just got right yes. into it. Yes. It was so real. And you don't, you get more of a, of a, um, of a, a sort of produced feel to this yeah. one. I, I you know what? I think you hit on something. You're right. The oceans <laughs> again. Apologies to comparing it, but it's impossible well, they not invite to. Invite you to compare yeah, it too. I mean, I, people show up from yeah. from from the the original one. And also, it it does. You know, it is essentially a similar structure. The first Ocean's Eleven, especially, is effortless, yeah. and everything just yes. kind of flows. Everybody yes. in is in the flow, and all the act all the actors in this movie are excellent. I mean, oh, I yeah. think they do a good job, yeah. but the film itself, it feels a little labored, like like mm-hmm. it's trying just a little mm-hmm. bit too hard. Yes. And maybe exactly. because it doesn't have that same stylish panache of the first movie that mm-hmm. some of that maybe even feels later on. Like maybe you don't try for that style <clears throat> of, the, of the original and maybe you just try and do something completely exactly. u- unique. Right? I think they would have been so better off if they would have just gone in a completely different direction. Take the premise, right. but just do your own thing. And I think they tried to do that because they put it in in a in a scenario that feels more female and and I, I, again I'm trying to kind of couch the terms in a way that don't don't sound like cliched or like I'm uh, stereotyping or something, but you can't help but it's it, it's about jewelry and it's at the Met Gala. Um, and it's, it's, you know, there's a uh, people, yeah. beautiful people. Uh, but in terms of the plot, you know, it was kind of, it does have this little twisty moment. I do want to talk about Anne Hathaway a little bit more because really? 
Uh, yeah. Do we have to? No, I I okay. think so. No, <laughs> because look, you are you have contributed to the culture that is hate and Hathaway. Well, no, it's just I I didn't know there was a culture. I just ever since um um uh uh uh, uh oh God, what was the play that they made a movie out of? Oh well, Lim Lim Miserable. Yes, yeah. ever since Lim Miserable, I just. And her and her appearance at the Oscars, her and I don't yep. watch the Oscars as you know. That was one year that I watched it. No, that has sent I her over the edge. She, oh my god! Right, and so but, she was right there with Gwenny Gwenny Paltrow, and all of a sudden I put the two of them together. Liked her in Devil's Wear, Devil Wears Prada. What? Yeah. yeah, and you liked her in that um, movie I never saw with Robert De Niro. What movie was the Robert? Intern? Uh, I don't you remember. You like that? Okay. All right. I don't remember it at all. And uh, and in a way, I think she's actually playing off that persona that people she very clearly knows that. I mean, I feel like they wrote this role for her. Yeah. My point is, yeah. Yeah, yeah. she plays to she that plays, in this. She, she leans well. into yeah, it. She does. And um, I think it. I think it served her well in this. It does. I mean, as I said earlier, I think it, it, the the irony is that you know she she's good playing obnoxious, and maybe yeah. that's what. That she's that's what she's yeah doing. I think maybe um the more she does where she's not being too earnest that's the thing that can be a real turnoff is mm-hmm. that and I, I I feel I feel bad <laughs> because she's you know clearly talented or whatever she's and probably a very nice person did you ask Pete Siegel is she a nice no, person? She, I've met her she is a nice oh, person you did me. oh that's yeah. right she talked about out she talked about her son which was pretty awesome yeah. I should like her because of that no, she's she's a lovely person you should like her period no, you should. Okay. Okay. Did you feel that it has appeal beyond just a female targeted? I mean, I know I'm a man, and I went in there and watched it, and I had a good time. Uh, but is it totally going for a female audience here? Um, I, I think largely, to, yeah. to a large extent, it is. And I think to a large extent, it they, they pull that off. There's enough there, just as a female watching it, that, again, I would recommend it to, to anybody, male or female, to go yeah. see it. And because of that, I think that was really, um, you know, the intent was clearly that. And yeah. I think to maybe 80 to 90% pulled it off. Again, if it would have been more uh, finessed, and if they would have tried a little bit harder, maybe with this the finessing just not visually but also i think in terms of the the storyline storytelling yeah, yeah i i think that would have been uh you know amazingly great yeah it avoided I, I think what i'm trying to say is it avoided any sort of like stereotypes or kind of i mean mm-hmm. clear, it, it does it, it does. was done in a thoughtful they could way have easily done that and yeah. They didn't. yeah 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 uh, and i think from that standpoint it was executed beautifully it mm-hmm. just it could have used a better director is what i'm gonna say and and maybe a slightly better script mm-hmm. but all in all i mean the acting was solid yeah and i loved what's his name the guy who played the insurance guy what's his name oh james corden oh my god he was so good probably uh one of the highlights there were mainly only there were probably only two main male roles in the whole thing and Mm -hmm. james corden shows up i don't think that's a big spoiler and he plays he's he's delightful he's 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 wonderful yeah 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 i loved i loved every scene he was in all right so oceans eight um generally a a very positive uh review here uh coming from both the the male and female monkey. Do you give tomatoes, or you know that would be cop? That would be that would be a copyright infringement. What do no, you? I what can't do you do give? That. Do you give monkey? I've talked about monkey giving monkey. I have talked about giving monkey poops on a scale of one <laughs> to five poops. How did I know that? But I don't know if poop, I didn't know that. But it doesn't. It, but it sounds like it's bad. So if you give something five <laughs> monkey poops, is I know, that bad? I don't know. We'll have to ask the uh, the Lone Star people. I just. <laughs> <laughs> oh wow! Plug in another podcast right here in the middle of mine. Well, 
ask them what we should do. I, I, I guess ultimately, just in general terms, I would give it a better than average recommendation. Yes, I, yes but, I, not, but not the best. Maybe yeah. like in terms of stars, let's just do stars. Yeah. I'd say three, I'd say four. Yeah, I'm not big in the stars. I, oh, four, uh, four out of five, I'd say. I thought it was a diverting uh, and fun movie to watch. I don't know it has to be seen on the big screen. I don't think there's anything about that. I think if you wait. No, not at all. Yeah. I would totally wait to, to watch this one at home. I mean, Don't it, waste your money. And look, I, I know, I'm not saying that Ocean's Eleven, the original, was uh, like a classic. I, I'm not, and believe me, I'm not talking about the Frank Sinatra, uh, no, Sammy no, Davis Jr. debacle. The, the Clooney Pitt one. Yeah, the Soderbergh. That's by no means a classic, but it is immensely watchable. It's like one of those that if I saw on TV during the day, I would yeah. totally it, watch for actually, a little while. Actually, honestly, I really don't think there's been a good one, a really good one since. I no. mean, not a five-star one. No. But uh, this this movie kind of dissolves literally as it's going from the screen to your eyes. I don't know that I'll remember much about it tomorrow, mm-hmm. I know, which is one of the reasons yeah. I made us talk about it now. Because right, right, right. it's like we'll but, forget, we'll totally forget. But uh, a great effort on everybody's part, uh, beautifully done for uh, from an acting standpoint. Uh, it was a fun time at the movies. Mm-hmm. Uh, I laughed mm-hmm. a little bit, and uh, I, and you I, didn't cry a little bit. Uh, yeah, there was absolutely no no about. emotional involvement whatsoever, and, and no puppies, no dogs. So, yeah, that was that was a negative. But but, but then no, again, nobody, no dogs no, got hurt. Got hurt, so yeah. that's a positive. Yeah, no animals, as far as I can tell. So so four out of five. Um, month, although month, there were quite a few furs in there, so <laughs> oh, yeah, that wasn't good. I did not appreciate that at all. But they could have been faux <laughs> they furs. Been fake. Let's Very just say well, they were. Yeah. Very well done, faux furs. Yeah. But so four out of five monkey poops. I, <laughs> Do we agree on? That? I didn't think. I didn't think we were going to go with no, the monkey poops. No, we're gonna go to the monkey poops. I, let's just say let's we the monkey poops. we recommend it with some slight reservations. Okay. It's not a classic, but it's diverting entertainment for a Sunday afternoon. And don't make reservations. Just watch it at home. Was that that was that was, <laughs> was Forrest? That, that was, was bad. No, that was great. That was so. That was, talk that, about Forrest. That was as subtle as Kate Blanchett's That's performance. <laughs> no, her, her performance was good. It was Sh- good. Charlotte Morgan, thank you for joining me You're in the so Monkey welcome, Cage, my, my dear. All right. Okay. Go make me dinner. Oh, <laughs> see, that's that's hilarious. Go ahead. I'm not going to sing it. Sing no, I started and then I pulled back. I just, I don't want to make anybody. I would, you know, Alex would die. Are you ready? Not that he's going to listen to this. Keep walking. Get a monkey. Get a monkey. This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law.